What if I told you there was a way to save time and find deals to help you save money? Well, Instacart delivers. Right now, they are offering free delivery on your first order over $35. They connect you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores. Follow the link in the show notes and let Instacart know the XM Podcast sent you. It really helps support our show. Welcome to the XM Podcast. Here is your host, mental health therapist, Matthew Kanabi. I am very hard on myself, dealt with severe anxiety. And it made me look a monster. I didn't have energy to care. There was just nothing more but to face what I had been running from. I'm already an anxiety-filled mess. It's just love. Like, it just goes back to love. Well, thank you for listening to the XM Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest on the show. She's a former client of mine that has an incredible story. She and I both experienced something miraculous in a session together. I want you to know she signed a release and she and I have decided which parts of her story were relevant and important to share and which parts uh, really weren't necessary to protect her and her loved ones. She has done a lot of hard work therapeutically and really has been an inspiration for me. Just being a part of her healing journey has been incredible. Well, please welcome to the XM Podcast, Chris Casper. I um, have been married for about three years. Um, that's kind of what brought me to counseling in the beginning. Um, we did some premarital counseling um, with Emerge. And then um, after we got married, I realized I was bringing a lot to the table for my prior marriage. Um, mm-hmm. I was married for 25 years to a man who was verbally abusive and who also struggled with addiction issues and um, realized that a lot of that uh, impacted how I was uh, interacting with my current husband. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sought out counseling. Um, I am a social worker. I work for a local court system. Um, I have three kids myself. Um, they're in their 20s, um, expecting my second grandbaby um, here soon. So that's exciting. Yeah, and then exciting. My, hus- my husband also has um, two adult children, two adult daughters. Yeah. So, Chris, if you wouldn't mind just kind of sharing a little bit about the maybe just a little bit about the emotional experiences that you were having. Uh, and this is before therapy, you know, some of the things that were maybe building up over the years um, that got you to the point where eventually you were like, you know what, maybe I need to seek counseling out. Okay. Um, I was raised to really um, be concerned about what other people thought about me. Um, I was raised very religious in the church, and um, my parents always wanted me to conform to um, what the church taught, you know, which is not a bad thing, but um, it really imprinted me um, that I was always concerned about what everybody else thought about me, that I was always trying to please people, um, that I... I was always worried about what people thought of me, that I always wanted to do the right things. I was afraid of making mistakes. I'm afraid of being judged for different decisions um, that I made. So I really struggled with a lot with anxiety, um, with self-esteem, with feeling worthy. Mm. Um, I think some of those things is what brought me uh, to know I needed some counseling. So knowing that about yourself and, um, you know, you and I've, done a lot of work around some of those things, but what's some, what are some things maybe early in adulthood, early in your first marriage that, um, you know, maybe were kind of the manifestation of the people pleasing, maybe some of the anxiety, what were some things that you were noticing early on in adulthood? 
In adulthood, I think um, I was always the peacemaker. Um, I always placated people, didn't want people to get angry. Um, I was always more concerned about what others needed and wanted and not so much about my own needs and wants. Um, Didn't Mm -hmm. feel like what I needed and wanted were important. Didn't feel like I could speak up for what I needed and wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just uh, really difficult in my life to realize how focused I was on other people, you know, Mm -hmm. and didn't really take care of myself. Yeah. And, um, obviously the, 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 uh, relationship that you had in your first marriage, uh, really kind of played into a lot of those insecurities and the dynamic, um, talk to me about, you know, just your experience, um, as best you can in, in, in that time that has led you kind of to be seeking out, you know, some changes in your life. Um, yeah, it was it was really difficult in my prior marriage. I there was, as I mentioned, there was a lot of verbal abuse, and he struggled with addiction. So I felt like I was constantly walking on eggshells. I was trying to tiptoe around and keep him happy, and try to create the best home environment that I could for my kids and my family. Um, and then that situation, it wasn't possible to keep the peace all the time, to keep everybody happy. There was a lot of chaos that we dealt with, um, you know, for many years. Um, I, you know, just wanted to have peace and um, a lot of, a lot of anxiety that I struggle with at those, at that time, a lot of lack of control, um, just really struggled with how to, live life. <laughs> yeah. And so at what point did you start to recognize, I, I can't, I can't live like this anymore. I mean, you guys were married for a long time. You know, what were some of the indicators that it was time to make some adjustments and changes in life? Um, when I saw how bad it was starting to affect my kids is when I decided, um, you know, that I needed to leave that marriage. Um, it was a hard decision, but my kids supported me. Um, and I was single for several years um, and really tried to work on myself on my own. I did some little bit of counseling at another agency, um, thought I had done the healing that I needed to do. But um, after my current husband and I got married, again, marriage brings out beautiful things in you, but it also brings yeah. out a lot of struggles as well. Um, you know, I really think marriage is a place where God really tries to grow people. Yeah. Um, and so I just saw a lot of my old patterns. Um you know, in my current marriage, and I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to be different. Um, just different things that triggered me that shouldn't have triggered me um, with my current husband um, that I knew I needed to work through so I could be a better wife to him. Chris, did you feel like you got, were you surprised when when you entered into your marriage now and realized, wow, there's still, there's stuff that I'm carrying. Um, was it, was that a surprise to you or were, were you kind of like, oh, maybe I should, I, I saw that coming? No, it was definitely a surprise. I, I, I am a big person as far as reading self-help books. So I read a lot of books about healing after my divorce and, you know, intentionally stayed single for a while wanting to heal myself. Um, you know, so I didn't bring that baggage to a new relationship. I wanted things to be different if I, you know, did choose to get married. So it was quite surprising, honestly, to me about a lot of the things I struggle with. Um, blended families aren't easy. So, there, you know, there's yeah. the in-laws, the kids, you know, a lot of different uh, 
my husband brought stuff to the marriage too. It was, it was a lot of stuff that we had to work through. And how quickly after um, you guys were married, did you recognize that there were still some things that needed to be addressed, even though that I, I know you well, and I know you are an avid reader and researcher. And, you know, I can only imagine how many books you read and, and stuff like that, because you and I've talked about many, many books. But how quickly did you realize, oh, there's there's more work to be done? Uh, it was it was pretty quick. It was actually probably even before we got married. I think uh, I started working with you prior to even getting married. Um, yeah. You know, just wanting to work through some of those difficulties that we saw might be coming. Um, of course, actually, we, after we got married, moved in together, we even saw some other struggles that we needed to work on that I wasn't even aware of. Mm-hmm. And so when you and I then uh, met, what what were the main factors that you felt like, okay, this is you know, I've done some therapy before I've done, you know, some research and reading, but this is really what I want to tackle right now. What were some of your presenting uh, thoughts when, when you started therapy with me? Um, I think a lot of it was just being better able to express my needs. Um, That was not something I could do before because I was always worried about what people would think if I was being needy or asking for things. Um, Just dealing with anxiety and uh, life feeling out of control, um, uh, just trying to keep everybody happy in the blended family with Jeff's two daughters and he, you know, he and I, you know, living together, um, just juggling my kids, you know, living independently after we got married. It was just a lot to work through. Yeah. And before we get into kind of the 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 point of our conversation, Chris, if you wouldn't mind can you share a little bit about your faith journey um, through all of this? Just kind of talk about a little bit of your background and in, in your relationship with Jesus. Sure. Um, I was raised in a, a Christian family. My mom and dad were very involved in the church. Um, my dad was an elder. My mom was very involved in the children's ministries. Um, we went to church three days a week. Um, well, three ta- three times a week, so- twice on Sunday and once on Wednesday. No ifs, ands, or buts. We went. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I was very involved with youth group. Um, went to church camp growing up, and um, I accepted Christ fairly young. I ended up getting baptized after attending a church camp in the summer, um, along with my brother. So that was kind of cool because I just had one younger brother, but we got baptized together. Um, mm-hmm. I um, got it at a stage in my early uh, adult years when I kind of rebelled against everything I had been taught. I just needed to find myself, I think. Um, So there were several years that I didn't really attend church except for maybe holidays. And then um, when we started raising our kids, we got involved in a a church in the Akron area as well. Um, But my faith was not super strong then. I really think after I went through my divorces, when I really started seeking God again, like being intentional about, you know, doing Bible studies and praying and reading devotionals and not just going to church on Sunday. It was, it was more to me. I prayed all the time. Yeah. Um, so I really grew through my divorce. Um, currently we're involved in a local church um, and just actually starting to get involved in small groups since we just changed churches. Yeah. And as I've gotten to know you, I just know how important your faith is and how important your relationship with with Jesus is. And I, I think that's important for us to share before we get into the experience you had in therapy, because um, uh, we're, we're going to move into a little bit of a supernatural 
experience that um, really to me was, um, I don't know, unexpected by, by every measure. And so uh, to kind of recap, you know, you and I started working right before um, you were married um, currently to, to Jeff and um, really kind of working through what I always uh, refer to at marriage is you've got two people. One person's got a bunch of crap. The other person's got a bunch of crap. You come to bear, you come together in, in, uh, in, in, in marital unity and we bring a bunch of crap uh, and make it even a bigger um, a bunch of crap. So we were kind of sifting through that kind of stuff to kind of start our therapeutic relationship out. And then, um, Chris, I, I want you to just kind of go ahead and, and share your story. Um, I don't want to lead you too much, but share your story about what you uh, experienced and went through in therapy because I, I just think it's a story that needs to be told. We'll be right back. Are you looking for peace and joy? Do you want to refresh your life and raise your well being? You need Create Harmony. At Create Harmony, we focus on everyday joys and we savor life's blessings. Our episodes are filled with creativity and fun, and we believe in setting an intentional rhythm. Listen in to Create Harmony to learn how to use your imagination as a way of listening to God and remind yourself how to notice goodness all around you. I, I think what's important first is just to talk about that you and I saw each other several times um, and just did some talk therapy, mm -hmm. um, CBT, just kind of working through my issues. I came in and vented. You gave me some resources and, you know, suggestions and uh, we worked through things. Um, and then one day you said to me, have you ever thought about trying EMDR? And I thought, oh, my goodness, what is EMDR? You know, and I had heard about it. I work, again, as a social worker, but didn't really know anything about it. I thought maybe it was one of those modalities for people that had severe mental health issues or something. I just wasn't really sure what to expect. And um, you explained to me that it um, involved bilateral stimulation. I thought, oh, this is a little strange. I'm not sure if I'm going to like this or too yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at that point, you and I had developed a fairly trusting working relationship. And so I thought, OK, let's give it a try. I'm tired of living miserable. I need to do something different. And the talk therapy helped some, but it wasn't the answer that I really needed or wanted to have that healing. Um, so I did agree um, to do that. And we did a couple sessions and they were good sessions, but not as strong as the session that I had that I think we really want to focus on because that was a yeah. pretty darn powerful session. <laughs> well, and I, I, th I think, you know, and Chris, you and I know each other well now to to know that you, you fell right into my plan. You know, it's like, you know, you and I first started and it was really kind of establishing the therapeutic relationship. And, um, you know, in those first handful of sessions was kind of getting to know you, understand the story. And, you know, I, I can tell you from the beginning, my plan was always steering us towards, you know, uh, something like if it wasn't EMDR, something like EMDR, which often is is my my go to therapy and um, was very thankful that you were open uh, to it because uh, obviously it worked extremely well um, in our case. And, you know, we, we had a, I remember a couple sessions where 
we saw some movement. Um, but it was this one in particular session that I know you'll never forget. And I certainly will never get out uh, the images out of my mind of, of what you experienced. So why don't we um, start to share with the audience um, a little bit about uh, the 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 time you came in where, where God really moved? Sure. Um, we were in a small group and um, the small group leader was also a therapist. And he had mentioned that sometimes uh, if you can think of a, a situation from your childhood that may have imprinted you, that that may be a key to healing. And so I really thought about that after small group. And there was an incident also that happened that night that just got me a little emotional. So I think God was just preparing me yeah. um, for this EMDR session. So I came into you. I feel like my emotional brain was already open. I had this situation on my mind. Um, I don't want to share a lot, but I just, uh, I guess I would say that there is a situation with somebody in um, my life that I loved a lot that ex uh, responded in a very angry way when I was quite younger. Um, I was about four or five years old and um, just remember um, that a little bit, I shouldn't say a little bit because that minimizes it, but there's some violence involving breaking an item. And it just uh, really imprinted my little four or five-year-old mind mm -hmm. um, at that time. I was scared to see this person um, being angry. I hadn't seen that really before. Um, and in my mind, I thought I am never going to make anybody angry like this again. Mm -hmm. um, I think at that point, that's when um, a lie, uh, a negative or belief got put into me to believe that I needed to please people. Um, and that stayed with me until I was 54 years old. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> actually, it was in uh, 19, I believe that this uh, EMDR happened. But Anyway, um, we started the session um, in your office. Um, I shared the situation that I um, thought God was leading me to to address and um, got the paddles out and started the EMDR. Um, and you, you know, would prompt me occasionally with different thoughts or ideas or suggestions. And in the past, when we had done EMDR, I could really focus on whatever we were targeting. But this day, I could not focus on this situation. I just felt like there was such a block there and um, couldn't bring it up in my mind, couldn't talk about it. Um, and you had said to me, I, I was about ready to give up. And you had said something to me about why do you think you can't process today? And I said, it's the lie. Mm -hmm. And when I called that lie out, this, I got consumed. I'm going to get emotional. Yeah, that's okay. I got consumed with anger and hate and anxiety and stress and tension. I could just feel it in my body. It was the, the angriest, the most upset, the most stressed I had ever felt. And it, it rolled at my body. It just sounds crazy, but I felt like it was almost grabbing my throat when we were working through these issues. And I just kept crying. I remember sobbing in your office and trying to talk and work through things, um, you know, as the paddles are going with the EMDR. And I kept thinking, I hope Matt prays. I hope Matt prays. And then I started praying, please, Matt, pray. And in my head, I couldn't speak at that point because I was just so emotional. And um, you prayed. And at that point, 
it was released from me. Mm-hmm. Whatever this was inside of me, it was released from me. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just such, it's such a cool experience. Yeah. Um, I just remember feeling this weight go out of me. Like it was, I, I say it was the fruits of the spirit. I felt the love, the joy, the peace, the long suffering, the gentleness, the goodness, the faithfulness, the meekness. It flowed into my body at that moment. And it just, I just felt so much love. I knew that God was there. He was a part of it. I know that he used you to heal me. Um, Mm. It it was just a phenomenal experience. I remember you sharing with me maybe the session after that you were sitting there, you know, kind of taking it all in. And it was a dreary day outside. But you said that this light shone in the back window behind you right on us when we were doing this. It was almost, it was like God saying, I'm a part of this. It was, it was just such a phenomenal experience. Yeah. So from my vantage point and from my seat where I was sitting in the office, you know, we had started the EMDR process exactly as you said, you know, I, I'd given you a couple different prompts, a couple different things that we were going to be going after this specific memory. And then um, everything that I witnessed had nothing to do with me or you at one point, all of the sudden, the, the, from my vantage point, the Holy spirit took over the uh, session. And I I may have told you this, Chris, and I can't remember if I have or not. I grabbed towards my cell phone because I was about to call 911 and I was very, I was looking at the clock. I was looking at you. You went into looked like a, a mild, like seizure type body movements. I I wouldn't say you were having a seizure, but your body started kind of contorting. And then I saw a redness coming up your neck into your face. And I got really nervous because I was like, "Uh, that's not the direction I think we want to be going. At the same time, I wanted to allow the experience to happen, but I wasn't going to let it go for more than maybe a minute or two. So I grabbed my phone As I grab my phone, this overwhelming light comes in from behind me where a window was in my office and just comes in it. And from my perspective, blazing in on you. And it was a gray, dreary day. And at that very moment, I was like, uh, I don't. I, I I don't know if that's God or not, but it gave me a sense of peace to allow the session to keep going and not shut it down. Because in my mind, I'm like, she is having a very, very maladaptive experience right now. And it is my responsibility as a clinician to make sure that you're okay. But then all of a sudden that light came in. I started to notice you started to calm. And I don't know if you remember, but you looked up at me and you had tears coming down. And you, you said to me, and the first thing I remember you saying was, it's gone. And I, I was like, what's gone? <laughs> Are you okay? Like, I was just trying to get an idea of like where you were at and what was happening. But what I think from, from where I was sitting, what happened was we really got to where the wound was at and the Holy Spirit was able to get at that wound that had been protected by you for a very, 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 very long time. And a stronghold of sorts was released physically out of you. And all of a sudden that love and that peace came and filled in the gap where 
that pain had been existing. I, I don't want to put words, but it, I mean, am I in the neighborhood of what what you what you thought was happening or think was happening? Yeah, definitely. It just it was such a release. For, it, it, you know, it, it was like something came out of my body. It just mm-hmm. sounds crazy, but it literally felt like that. And you you obviously saw the physical. Yeah. part of it. I wasn't able to observe that, but just feeling it, there was something that came out of my body. It was just, it was just unreal. Like, <laughs> yeah. So Chris, share with then um, our listeners a little bit about what life was like over the next couple hours, next couple days, next couple weeks, like some of the things that you noticed. Um, it, it was uh, surreal actually, you know, for initially just you know, did what I just experienced, was that real? Like, did it just seemed so unreal, you know, to be a part of something like that. Um, I, you know, kept wondering, is it going to be temporary? You know, is it just a a little fix? But um, I really, again, just being the knowledge seeker that I am, I started digging into the Bible about um, healings. Um, I started dealing, reading in the Bible about demons being called out of people. I just was really searching um, because my situation felt similar to some of those situations that I had read in the Bible. And Mm. um, it, it was just a lot initially to process. Um, But as things calmed down the next couple of days, I felt so blessed that I got to be a part of this, you know, with you, that God used Mm. you, Matt, to help me um, to work through something that I had struggled with for 50 plus years, Mm. Um, you know, that I was finally freed from feeling like I had to constantly please people. Even my my profession I'm in, I picked social work because I'm a people pleaser. You know, mm-hmm. I just was always constantly trying to please and help people. And, you know, I still do that, but I'm not as consumed with it. Um, as I started, you know, just going about my life, I realized how many different changes um, this healing helped me with. Um, I... Um, I know you talked about me getting red with hives, like that was my normal response. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of times um, with anxiety, that doesn't happen to me anymore. (laughs) Um, And a lot of times that came from just interacting with people. Um, You know, I'd walk into somebody's office at work and talk to them. And then I think, why did I say that? Um, You know, they're going to think bad about me. Um, you know, I'm sure they didn't like what I said and I would break out, you know, in hives, just ruminating about my interactions with people. I don't do that anymore. Um, I used to be afraid to walk across the room with a group. Um, you know, what's somebody going to think about me walking through, you know, a restaurant or an event or something doesn't bother me anymore. Um, I used to be afraid to speak up with my needs and wants with my family and my husband. Um, worrying, you know, what they think about me if I was needy or insecure or whatever, but I can do that now. I wasn't able to do that before. Um, Just a a simple thing. I had the same hairstyle for years. I was Mm -hmm. afraid to change my hairstyle. And um, after I healed from this and wasn't so worried about what everybody would think, I got a new hairstyle and I loved it. You know, it's just little things that I saw. It was just really neat to see how this, you know, our session made such a difference in how my life was going forward. 
Yeah. And I appreciate your words and, and even your kindness. Um, I want to let our audience know um, I had very little to do with any of that other than being in the room, starting the paddles, being trained in EMDR to get the process going. Um, you know, that was a God thing. And I, I'll never take credit for anything that happened in there. I'm very thankful that I got to experience that with you um, as well. And I'm, I'm thankful God you used that time and <clears throat> used that therapy as a conduit to be able to, to, to give you that, that freedom. And um I know for certain, I'll never forget the following session, you know, after a session like that, as a therapist, I'm always thinking like, what the heck is going to happen like over the next couple of days? So I was, I was anxious for our next session. And I just remember meeting you down in the lobby, walking up into my office. And it was like, Chris, you look different. Like your posture's different. The way you're holding your body is different. The you you look different. <laughs> like it was it was overwhelming to me, but it also gave me a sense of going, she's good. You know, it's like uh, that was such an intense session that it's like I didn't know which way that was gonna go. I didn't know if you were gonna come back in in worse condition than than we'd started or or better. And um, I remember not long after that you know, even uh, Jeff had come into a session and was like, what the heck happened to my wife in a positive way, in a good way, because he had noticed that you were more assertive with a voice and, you know, voicing up moments where your your opinion mattered and, and things. And the, the whole thing's overwhelming to me. And I, I just um, have been waiting to get your story on the podcast because I as a clinician, I've got to be very careful to not bring current cl cl uh, clients on, um, but you're a former client. So we're able to have this conversation now. And um, it was, it was just a moment where it was like, man, I love the fact that therapy works, but therapy is um, just a small part of what the Holy Spirit, when God gets involved, what, what he can do. And we both were able to witness something that I just feel like was incredible. I agree. It was just phenomenal. <laughs> so, um, Chris, if, if you don't mind, just share a little bit now about, um, you know, where you're at now, looking back on on the, the person that you were for 50 plus years and just a little bit of reflection and thoughts about that and anything you would like to share to anybody who might be listening that, my goodness, could be, you know, living with similar things, people pleasing, anxiety, fear, whatever it may be. What are some of your thoughts? Well, definitely give EMDR a try. <laughs> sure, <laughs> um, yeah. I wasn't too sure about it, but like I'm a big believer now and I tell a lot of people, you know, that I work with just to be open-minded and give it a try. Mm -hmm. um, it's made a world of difference for me. Um, just uh, in our marriage and the blended family, um, I really feel... I've told my husband, I'm a different person. <laughs> you know, I feel like he's married yeah. to, diff to a different person than he got three years ago. Um, you know, I just always was very passive and um, now I'm able to express, you know, my needs and my wants. And I'm actually trying to learn how to temper that now. Cause I just feel like all of a sudden I've got a voice. Um, yeah. That's just made a huge difference. I feel like I'm a lot more confident, you know, in my uh, profession at work and, um, you know, interact more with people without being afraid of, you know, their thoughts of me. Um, 
it, and, you know, just to, again, you know, I had faith all my life, but to experience something like this and to be validated again, that God's in control of my life, that God's going to handle my healing. I tried for years to heal myself. I could not do it on my own. It was God, you know, yeah. doing, doing the work. Um, you can't, you can heal some on your own, but you can't do it without God's help. And I, I, I just, I feel so blessed that he gave me this opportunity with you that I was able to experience um, what you and I did together. It, it's just, it's such a gift. Well, Chris, I am super proud of you and so thankful um, that I, you know, was able to just be a part of that time in your life. And um uh, I, I just want to say thank you for for coming on the podcast, sharing your story. I, I know that um, oftentimes talking about those types of things aren't easy, but you know, as you and I've talked before, and I've said it on the podcast, the the journey that we go on in life, it's about how we overcome the adversities. And I think there are times where people get stuck, and then they hear a story like yours. And it's that little push that helps them to kind of go, you know what, maybe I should pick up the phone and call a pastor or call a therapist or or call a family member that um, maybe they wouldn't have done before because they're like, you know, I, I can hear a lot of my story and my journey uh, that was similar to Chris. So that's why I do this podcast. That's why I, I, I do this stuff as a therapist, because I think so much of the world is just gravitating to um, other people who it's like, oh man, I, I can relate to what Chris went through. M maybe I should be able to, uh, you know, connect with somebody that maybe they wouldn't be reaching out and picking up the phone or or meeting with somebody. Because so much about it is it, what, what you said is so true. I've had this conversation with so many clinicians. Sometimes it takes getting outside of yourself to fix what's on in the, on the inside of yourself. And sometimes, you know, I, I, uh, Dr. Henry Cloud says this uh, quite a bit, um, you know, God uses his people to help his people. And um, and I think he's doing that um, with you right now in your story. So thank you so much for, for being on the, the XM podcast. And, and thanks for sharing your story. You're welcome. Well, thank you, Chris, for being so open with your story. It truly is amazing what God has done in your life. Let me say this, EMDR is an amazing therapy, and there are others out there that are wonderful as well. But this was bigger than just a therapeutic modality. EMDR helped Chris get positioned to experience God's healing. Uh, she was so shut down and protective of her wounds for so many years that her body was experiencing a lot of hurts, anxiety, and stress. When she opened herself to receive God's healing, he did not disappoint. It truly was miraculous, and to see her today is a blessing. I hope this podcast was a blessing for you. If you wouldn't mind taking a second and giving us a review on whatever platform you are listening to right now, we would greatly appreciate it. Well, thank you again. And until next time, or when our Savior comes, God bless.